0: Recording in progress.
1: Welcome to the second season of the Now Strategos podcast. Strategos is a Greek term which roughly translated means generalship and it is part of the origin of the English word strategy. My name is Britton Jacobson. I own a few entrepreneurship endeavors, work a full-time W-2 job, and enjoy learning. I appreciate you being here. Let's get into the episode. Cool. This is a much, um, longer and more thoughtful conversation than obviously I was planning on the rip. So this is, a uh, yeah, is I mean,
0: no, for me as well, but I think it's important to note that like everyone has a story and like I said, I would not be where I'm at today. Had everything not happened the way that it did. Do I wish I could go back and change some things and those things not have happened? Sure. Of course. Absolutely. I wish certain things hadn't happened, but you know what? They made me who I am. And if it wasn't for coming to law school, I wouldn't have gotten the help that I needed because I wouldn't have met that person to tell me, I love you, but you need help. Um, I wouldn't have started healing. And if it wasn't for those things, I wouldn't have realized that the traditional law school path isn't for me, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. And let me go and pursue things that do set my soul on fire, that do make me happy, that do make me passionate. And that I can, that my goal, the reason I came to law school, what I said in my personal statement to want to inspire people and help people and make an impact, that is truly what I want to do. And that I can do that by just being myself, by sharing my story and by helping others share theirs. And that's the beauty of social media. (laughs) And we can do that. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have realized that had I not come to law school. So people ask me all the time, like, do we, do I regret coming to law school? And it's like, would I do it again? Probably not. Um, but I'm glad I did it when I did it during COVID because COVID hit my first year of law school. So at the time that I did it at the school that I did it, even though Tennessee has not been the best place for me, it it has been in the sense that I need to go through all of these things and it needed to happen here because it wouldn't have happened if I had gone to school in Miami or anywhere else. Then I wouldn't have met those people. But, you know, I Tennessee has not been easy for me. Being here has not been easy for me. Now that I have evolved and grown and healed to some degree, certain things, I feel like I'm being held back being here. But again, five weeks and I get to move home um, counting the days. Um, but no, I don't regret going to law school and I'm glad, you know, at the time that I did, when I did the school that I did and people I met here, I'm grateful for that because I wouldn't be where I'm at today had I not come to law school.
1: Are there there any things that you've read or, uh, um, listened to, like, obviously one of the big pieces of, um, your journey thus far has been conversations with, therapists and finding people that love and care for you and whatnot um, and engaging with them on a personal level. And um, like, have there been any things that you've read or that you've listened to that you've found impactful in a positive way? (laughs)
0: Um, None that I can think of off the top of my head. I think just knowing that like my biggest mantra in life is what's for you, no one will take away from you. Mm-hmm. Like that's what's I don't know where I read that or got that. I'm pretty sure that's something that I grew up hearing at home. Um, you know, Cuban proverbs and God knows where it actually originates. Um, but it was just that that's like, you know, I just I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I listen to um The main podcast I listen to, I think where I've gotten a lot of wisdom from and actually sent this to my parents yesterday after I jokingly called it a business meeting at 10 o'clock at night because they are my, they're my parents, but they're also, I can pretty much tell them everything. Um, Mm -hmm. And to some extent I do Um, usually after it's happened significantly after, but like some things I do, you know, I'll tell them right away. And they're my business advisors. They are my mentors and business advisors because my dad literally does my taxes and is my business manager. So he has, to. but also just like, I like getting, I don't necessarily always do what they take, but like getting their perspective because they worked in corporate America for the past 20 plus years and like they've seen some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everyone could say that. And I know that, and I'm very lucky, but you know, so I sent them after a business meeting, um, Lauren Bostick from the skinny confidential And I was like, she is who I am modeling my career after. She is a multifaceted woman. She is a wife, a mother. She is a podcast host. She has built a business off of blogging and being a podcast host. And her husband has now built an empire with Dear Media, which is their, you know, network, their podcast network. And they are also investors in multiple companies. And, you know, she shares it all with us. She shares her lifestyle. She's not afraid to talk about the ugly, the good, the bad, the ugly, and have all these different types of people on who talk about all sorts of different things that they agree with, that they don't agree with, but they're not afraid to have those hard conversations. And mm-hmm. that is someone that I want to model my, my business is on and my career on and my life. on. And so I sent them her. And, and the reason I mentioned this is To answer your question, I think that's a podcast that I've gotten a lot of really great advice from, because she has had people on who, like Khalil Rafati, the founder of Sun Life Organics, like he, you know, his book I Forgot to Die or something along those lines. I haven't read it. I want to. Um, But you know, he was on Skid Row, strung out big time for years, and all of a sudden he got his shit together, and look at what he's built now and other people like that and hearing those stories and those experiences it makes me grateful one that my situation wasn't as dire as those but also that i recognize that i don't have to be ashamed of my past or hide it That i can be open about those things because it will help others the way sharing their stories helps me but also that it got, it's going to get me to where I am because he wouldn't have built Sun Life Organics had he not gone through those things. So it's like, I think that's a great resource. I, off the top of my head, like that's the only thing I can think of. I'm really wanting to read the 47 Laws of Power by Robert Greene and The Art of War. Those are books that I'm really interested in reading. Um, My dad has always told me to read those growing up. And I was like, no, no, I don't want to read self-help books. (laughs) But now I realize they're not self-help books. No, (laughs) They're tools. They're, they're tools in my toolbox, and yes. I needed to. Have you
1: have you read um, the Prince by Machiavelli? No, I haven't. You should put that on the list. It's a little bit. Um, it's a good. It's a good read, um, and it's. Um, it was written by one of the advisors to. I'm going to forget the name, uh, but one of the major um, family powers in Italy um, back when all the families were warring with one another. Yeah, Medici's. Um, so, so if like- you have it, you should.
0: I love history and I okay, read, a, okay. I read a lot of romance novels, but I love, I love history and I will be on Wikipedia till 2am, start one place, end up in another. I was actually reading about Roman history, like the founding of Rome a couple weeks ago. Cause I'm going to Rome this summer or not a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago. Cause I'm going to Rome this summer. And, um, I, I think, I think that's history. Like that's my, where I get a lot of my advice from like literally the yes. world history I've always you know world the American Revolution and World War II are two of my favorite eras to learn okay. about I think they're just the most interesting um because they shaped the world we live in today so significantly both of them but um yeah I think books like that history um just podcasts are a great resource in general and I so yeah the skinny confidential but really just my biggest, Resources me. Like people always ask, where do I get that drive from? Where do I get that ambition from? It's like somewhere deep down inside of me. I I can't explain it. I don't know, but it's just, again, going back to being a cockroach, like for some reason, I'm still here. I'm still kicking. My friend hates when I say that, but it's true. Like I'm still here and I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to make something of myself and I'm going to help other people do the same. And you know, So again, going back to the beginning, like I do all these things, my LinkedIn, my resume, it looks like everything is really disconnected, but the common thread is that I'm still here and I'm going to use my story to inspire people and make an impact and help people. And that is, you know, what led me to law school and law school led me to a career in social media because I started I started my blog in college, but I really started sharing my life online while I was in law school because it was my outlet. I was so unhappy in law school because I knew that this wasn't it for me, but it was going to get me to where I want to be, Um, that I started sharing my life online and connecting with people who were doing the same. And I've made a lot of really good friends and my closest friends, my best friends, the one on one hand from social media as well, Natalie, founder of Rella, being one of them. And it, it, it took a DM. I slid in her DMs and I got a job at Rella and now she's one of my best friends. And I, it has changed the trajectory of my life, but it wouldn't have happened had I not come to law school and I would not have come to law school if my why wasn't that I want to help people and inspire people. And she's also the one who inspired me to start my own podcast. And I actually, my parents said this last night, like I asked and they agreed, you know, do you think that me, ever since I started a podcast seven months ago, I've come a long way, even more so than I already had. And they're like one undoubtedly because of the conversations you're having Mm
1: -hmm.
0: conversations like this one. Um, I've, I've come a really long way in three years, but I've exponentially evolved in the last year. And a big chunk of that is because of sharing my life on social media, connecting with people, listening to podcasts like this one, having these conversations myself on my own podcast and with the people in my life. I don't like to shy away from hard conversations. If you follow me, you know that. Um, And yeah. So I think again, like the common thread is just that, that I am unapologetically myself and, you know, I am who I am online, who I am offline with the exception of for safety reasons, I don't share everything, but I share a good amount and I'm not going to shy away from having hard conversations and, I'm going to tell you like it is whether it hurts or not because someone has to and i want to help you and that's the only way it's going to help you tough love and i hated that growing up but looking back i'm glad i was never coddled, um because i've met people who were coddled their entire lives and like that's a harder fall for sure yeah um but yeah i'm i'm my my why is just because i want to help people i want to inspire people and i want to make an impact and if i get to be the vessel for that, then by all means,
1: I will be. Okay. I want to ask about your your Instagram. <laughs> so when I look at your Instagram and I compare it to the substance of this conversation, the substance of your podcast, um, that I see the stark difference, generally speaking. And this is like, you know, idiot looking at it from the outside in, right? I, I know nothing. Um, but I'm curious um, about... Like, I, I kind of want to ask about the strategy, but I don't really care as much about the strategy. I, I, I'm more curious about like your heart and mind on what goes into your Instagram. Like, so for instance, I don't know, random post, whatever it was, I was scrolling through just looking at captions and whatnot. Um, and like one of them was like know, something like, you know, eating and drinking through Miami or something like that, um, right? And like that post has nothing, to like when I look at that post, let's do it this way. When I look at that post, um, and you know, knowing this side of you, right. That we've been having a conversation about, I look at that post and I'm like, that has nothing to do with like what she's about. So I want to, I want to ask you like, you know, I could be totally wrong. So like, you know, educate me and, or tell me why that post exists in the form that I saw it at.
0: Yeah. So I think I said this at the beginning, but if I didn't, I am a multifaceted woman. Um, I like a lot of things. I have a lot of interests and I don't think that we need to not share the thing, like the pretty things that we love. And that doesn't stop me from sharing the not so pretty things. So my Instagram, the word aesthetic comes to mind. Like, yeah, it is more aesthetic, but that is, it's not, I'm not trying to present a picture that my life is perfect by having an aesthetic feed. But that's one side of me. Um, I like nice things. I like going out to eat. I like going out for drinks. I like dancing. I like designer bags and shoes. I like fashion. I love to travel. And so that's the side of my life that I share on my Instagram feed. But then you go to my stories and you see the more raw side. And then you go to my podcast and you see even more of it. And it's just, it's layers. I think each platform has different layers of me. And you can't just see all of me based off of an Instagram feed. And I think we need to remember that, that it's curated. By definition, you have to press post. You get to choose what you share online. And would I show this, this side of me on my feed? Sure. I just, I don't because I like, it. so you asked me what brings me peace. Nice things bring me peace. If you can see my background, it's very bland and calm like there's not a whole lot going on that calms me i was telling someone yesterday i and can you tell that i have a million conversations a day With how many times i've said i was telling someone yesterday and like most of the time they were all different people um (laughs) i like to talk (laughs) that's why this has been going on but um like i i want a very zen home environment because there's a lot going on in my brain there's a lot going on in my life. So I want to come home and not be stimulated anymore. And so my Instagram feed, I want it to be stimulating, but like in a calming way, I want to like, I don't know. I, I like having, like, I don't, I'm not i am not say I don't do it intentionally. Cause obviously again, I have to press post, but like, that's just like, that is the outward expression of my truest self. I like calm, nice things. And I like to travel. I like to go out to eat. I like to experience new cultures and people and the world. And, you know, so yeah, that post eating and drinking my way through Miami, I was on spring break. I was home for spring break and every night we went out to eat and I was eating and drinking every single night. And that's just, that was my reality that week. And so I shared that, um, you know, I'll, I'll go on stories after I had therapy and I was crying and be like, I just had therapy today. Like, so you have to take them together. They're not mutually exclusive. Um, but yeah, this, there isn't really a strategy. It's just, I post what makes me feel good, what I like, what makes me happy. And a lot of times the images that I gravitate towards are more aesthetic and calming looking, you know, not a lot of bit craziness going on. If you look at my closet, there's not a whole lot of color not that I don't like it. I like it on other people. I just, for me, I don't feel good in it because it's just very busy. And I, I, I like to be busy enough. (laughs) I'm busy enough. I like to be comfortable and I like to, but I like to look good. I like to present myself again. It goes back to the whole envy thing. Like I've always outwardly presented myself as someone who is very confident and fake it. So you make it is 100% true. Like, I wasn't very confident. I was actually really, really insecure. If this conversation has taught you anything, but I projected that I was confident and I wasn't doing it in a malicious way. I just, I wanted people to think that I was confident, that I did know what I was talking about because I needed to take up space in the world. And I wanted to take up space. I wanted people to take me seriously because I felt that no one did. So I wanted to command attention and, you know, Now to this day, I, you know, I, I'm a lot more confident than I was several years ago. And I, I want to project that I have my shit together, that I know what I'm doing, that I deserve the things that are in my life and that are coming my way and that the things that I am promoting and talking about and working on command attention and deserve their moment in the spotlight. And I want people to see that. So I'm going to present myself in a put together Stylized way, and that doesn't make me superficial. Can it? Sure. Am I materialistic at times? I do like nice things. Like I said, I'm very expensive. Um, I do need to make a lot of money so I can live the lifestyle that I want. 100. That's true. But and and it comes with presenting that outward appearance. But I do that because I want to command attention. But I don't do that to present that like I you know, am perfect and that I am above other people. I don't do it in a cocky way. It's just that it is what I like. It's another facet of me. And I am a very multifaceted person. And yeah, have I, you know, if you scroll back, I used to share just like random things, but it it just, it was very cluttered. And there's already so much, like we said, like, I'm a very busy person. My brain is always going, very anxious person. My brain does not turn off. I want to just, I don't want to be stressed out by going on my Instagram feed. I want to look and I'd be like, oh, wow, that's pretty.
1: So do you feel like your Instagram is, uh, feed and whatnot is like more to a certain extent? Obviously there's there's balance, um, but to a certain extent, it's more about, um, it's more like for you than it is like uh, using it as part of your messaging system for your, you know, this, your, your drive and wanting to help people and whatnot.
0: I think so with anyone who wants to be on social media, I think the key is one consistency, but creating the content you want to see. What do you want to see? What makes you feel good? What makes you happy? Post that and your audience, if they like you, is going to want to see more of that because they see that it is who you are and it's a true expression of you and they're going to gravitate Mm -hmm. to that. So to answer the first part, yeah, it's content that I want to see that makes me feel good. Um, It's for me. And I want to attract people that enjoy that. That's my audience. But I also want them to know that there is more to me. So go to my stories and see what I'm actually doing that day that isn't so aesthetic. Um, But it is all a part of my personal brand because like I said, outwardly, I present this very put together, fashion forward, stylized version of myself. But that doesn't take away from everything else that I'm doing look at um for example I'm trying to think of someone who's like Amal Clooney for example she is a renowned civil rights attorney human rights attorney very established very impressionable career but she always looks great put together dressed well exceptional you know that doesn't take away from her brain and her power in the courtroom. I I, I hate that, especially with women that like, you can't do both. Mm-hmm. I say, fuck that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do however, whatever I want. No one's going to tell me differently. And like, I actually wrote a paper while I was in law school about four things that we could learn from legally blonde and all woods. Um, and my professors, it's a great
1: movie.
0: <laughs> interesting. All right. I'll hear you out. And my dad was like, this is actually the best paper you've ever written because, which <laughs> says a lot of things. Um, no, but um, it was a 10 page paper. And yeah, I full on wrote a 10 page paper about Legally Blonde. Um, and it, I, I don't know if it was the best paper I've ever written. I, I think my dad was just humoring me, but <laughs> my professors liked it. I did really well in the class. Um, and I, it's just, you know, if we can learn, anything from that movie is that and there's like I said there was four lessons but she doesn't stop being herself and liking Cosmo and Pink and her dog and fashion and you know getting her hair and nails done and looking put together that doesn't take away from her being really good at
1: her job. It's 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 more that she she adds to herself than exactly changes herself or something along those lines. Exactly
0: she doesn't she didn't change herself to be successful. She went to Harvard to get a guy. And when she got there, she was like, actually like, fuck this. I don't need the guy. I can actually do this. And I want to do this. And she would not have won that case had she not known about perms, which I, let's be honest, most people, especially lawyers probably wouldn't know that unless you're also interested in cosmetics and fashion and beauty and makeup and those types of things so actually her being who she is helped her helped her win that case if she hadn't been there the prosecutor would have won mm-hmm. and you know she didn't stop being herself and actually being who she is allowed her to be successful and so like I literally wrote a whole paper all about that but it's like she doesn't you don't have to stop being who you are to be who you're meant to be and you don't have to like if you want to be in a certain profession, you don't have to lose what makes you unique to be in that profession. Even if the other people that are at the top of that profession seemingly are all fitting one mold, you're allowed to break the mold. I don't like being put into a box. I refuse to be put into a box. And if people try to put me in a box, I'm going to fight, scream, kick, yell, and I'm going to break out of it. And I gladly will form a scene. Because no, you're not going to try to put me in a box. That's well,
1: why? Why? Like on that point, I almost asked this question earlier, but um, but I'm well. I ask it now. Why do you care? Um, like one of the one of the why do you care? Because one of the, and it's one thing to care about like what your mom is saying versus like you know what Billy the non-lawyer is saying, right? Um. So, but like, so why do you care? And I think the, well, the reason I'm asking is, you know, assuming that caveat I gave, there is, um, you know, I, I I do think that there is a pitfall, potential pitfall in giving other people power to impact you emotionally and, and substantively in any way, when you care um, to that degree. And I understand, like, we obviously, we talked about the defense mechanism piece, which, you know, exacerbates the response, but you know, kind of like alongside with that, like, why do you care what Billy non-lawyer says, thinks does, you know, why do you, why do you care if he's putting you quote unquote in a box or she, or whoever, right. I'm just making this character. Yeah. But
0: it's funny you ask this because my best friend asked me this a year ago. Um, we had finished our two L year of law school And I called him crying the night that I, it was either the night I got home back to Miami or the night after. And it was like two in the morning. And like I said, he does not like talking on the phone. Don't call him. And like, I have to call him a million times for him to like finally like answer. So the fact that I like texted him like, Hey, can you talk right now? And he called me on the first time at two in the morning on like a Thursday. I was like, it's something is the, you must think something is seriously wrong or he's just bored, but I'm glad he did. And we had a, like a two hour long event session and he was like, why do you care so much what people think about you? Like, that is your biggest downfall. You care so much what people think. And like, why do you want to belong so badly? Why do you want to fit in so badly? Why do you want so badly to be friends with people who don't even like each other? Um, talking about me and people at school. Cause I, again, don't really have a lot of friends here. And that's, I, I don't know. I don't know why I care so much. Um, I think it stems from trauma. I, I never felt like I belonged. I never felt like I fit in. I never felt like I was good enough. So yeah, I care to some degree what people think about me. Do
1: you think that there's a path forward? Right? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that's exactly what you know engenders it. Um, but do you think that there's a path forward because like you've repeated a number of times as we've been chatting and, you know, been going through the the revolutions of the conversation, the, you know, I don't want to be put in a box. I, you know, don't try and keep me down, blah, 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 right? Various forms of that. Do you think that there is a, you know, a future out there, um, maybe an immediate future out there that um, where you are not, because obviously that's where it comes from, right? But where you are, you know, You've achieved a point in your emotional stability, your mental, you know, health, like etc. Cetera, et cetera, where it doesn't have the same sway that it has today. Because, like, I, on the one hand, I feel like that would be part of a natural part of the progression in terms of you know achieving healing over time from you know what has engendered that response. But at the same time, it's been a consistent part of what you've. Um, how you've referenced yourself and described yourself and whatnot. So I feel like you see it almost as like this fundamental piece, whereas I feel like that's almost like in conflict with it, you know, in, in theory, being a natural part of healing is getting beyond that to a certain extent.
0: So, so I think, so going back to the, like, why do I not want people to put me in a box? Because I, it's just not fair that Again, going back to people have to dim other people to make themselves feel brighter. They have to put them in boxes so they can categorize themselves, categorize that person for themselves. And that makes them make sense of the world and it makes them feel better. I don't want my name in your mouth. I don't want to be, I don't want you to think about me at all. I don't think that I need to, you need to categorize me or put me in one place so you can feel better about yourself or do whatever it is you're doing. And I, so I think they're actually two different things. I don't think caring about what people think about me and not wanting to be put into a box are the same thing at all. I think, I think like, for example, I'm at this university on a affirmative action scholarship because I'm a minority and I'm a woman Mm -hmm. of color. Okay. I was told by a black classmate I don't know what it's like to be a minority in law school because I'm white passing. And it's like, you don't know what it's like to be me. You have never walked a mile in my shoes. Promise you, you wouldn't like it very much from where I'm standing. And I granted don't know where you've been and your shoes. I don't, but I would never say that to you or about you. So who are you to say it about me? Why are you trying to marginalize me and put me in this box in your head so you can feel better about whatever it is you're talking about. And that's why I don't like being put into a box.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, obviously I don't think you like it. I don't think anyone likes it. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is like people, I, 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 to a certain extent, right, cards on the table, I think people are gonna behave like that and act like that no matter what you are, no matter who you do, you know, what you do, who you are, et cetera, right? It's like, I think that's gonna happen. And the working theory that I've wanted to, you know, that I've, my, one of my personal working theories in life has been, I just, am not going to let it bother me. Um, and I generally, it means that I think like, you're kind of an idiot for thinking that way, behaving like that. You're going to miss out on a lot of life. You're putting, you know, blinders on yourself, but
0: But that's the thing. It doesn't stop me from being who I am just because you do put me in that box. I'm going to prove you wrong. Yeah, but shouldn't you
1: like prove them, like, shouldn't you be more about proving yourself right than proving someone else wrong?
0: But I don't need to prove myself right. I know my potential. Okay. Like, but I, then
1: why do you care about, and I'm just, this is just, I'm enjoying this. This is great. Um, like, why do you care about proving them wrong? Like why, why put mental energy into that when you could put mental energy into a million oh, I agree. things?
0: I, wish I didn't. I, yeah, I agree. I don't, I wish I didn't do this, but again, I'm multifaceted person I'm a multifaceted woman, which there's that's a big term that's being thrown around now, multi-hyphenate, multifaceted women. (laughs) But they're still they're still being shamed for being those things. And it's like, no, I don't, I'm not gonna feed into your societal expectation of me. And I'm going to, you know, I'm gonna do my own thing, whether you like it or not. And I'm gonna put all my energy in there. But if I get to prove you wrong in the process, that's just another victory for me. Um,
1: I how, don't. Why, why, and or how is that a victory um, for you?
0: Because I'm breaking down stereotypes and generalizations in other people's heads, and maybe it opens their mind up for the people behind me that are doing the same thing.
1: Okay, I think I think if I I, I think that pans out if um if the person if it's not about the person in particular right if you're doing it for its own sake versus oh, yeah, and I'm, having that response versus like i care that billy looks me up one day and feels bad about what he said no, or no, whatever i don't
0: care about that it's not a personal thing
1: yeah i think that that's like a key a key no, part not, of the the dialogue
0: it's not personal it's it's more so proving that we are able to be more than one thing. I have never wanted to be just a lawyer. I have yeah. never wanted to just be whatever label you want to stick on me that day. Cause you see it all the time in articles. So-and-so actress, so-and-so businesswoman, so-and-so mother. And it's like, why can't she be all those things? She is all those things. Yeah. Like when you introduce me, what titles are, are you going to use? Like, you know, what, like, what
1: title, like if you were getting introduced at a conference, what title and or titles would you want to be used for you?
0: My name. That's all that there is to it. I am me. I don't okay. think we need to have titles. I don't think we need to have labels. And that's all I mean. Don't put me in a box just to make you, sell, you feel better and have a way to describe someone. And you Pat- think that.
1: Do you think that most of the time people using titles and labels and things like that are doing it in such a way that it like automatically detracts from the other qualities of the individual, or if they're highlighting it for the specific, you know, use the, you know, art I mean, I agree with you. I think, you know, people do this negatively, (laughs) but I'm more asking if you think it can be done positively. So, like, for instance, if I'm writing an article on you know, business women or whatever, women in business, women in law. And I say, Kayla, you know, a lawyer and business owner, blah, blah, blah. Does that mean that I'm automatically detracting from the fact that you have a beautifully curated Instagram or, you know, enjoy fashion or whatever?
0: I think, can it be done positively? I hope so one day. I think, I just, I think that like my name is a whole sentence. Like I am a whole person. I am a whole damn Uh person. I don't need labels or a partner or certain things to, to make me look better in society's image and to make other people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I, I, I hope one day it can be done in a positive way, but I think it's just, it's just, it's, when it's used as an explanation is one thing, but when it's used as a, like, I don't know what the word is, but it's like, like when you use it as like, she is all of these things and look at all the things she's done and is doing, that's a good mm-hmm. thing. Okay. When it's like, she is just this, but she's like, cause all the time we see it, it's like so-and-so actress, um, Was seen at the mall doing this It's like why did you have to put this She was an actress when she was doing that at the mall Like who cares like it's like You know it's like when you I mean see
1: I feel like I look at that and I'm like well I mean obviously you're doing it because people care About actors and actresses so it gets Eyes on the page right but Aside from that like I probably Wouldn't know who they were because I know nothing And so if I didn't see the word actress I'd be like I wouldn't care at all
0: That's my point it's like You only care because they have that title. But what about all the other things that Angelina Jolie, perfect example.
1: Okay. That one I do know.
0: (laughs) They always talk about her and Brad and her and the divorce and her and the kids, but she's also a UNICEF ambassador and she's doing all these amazing things for children and human rights and all these other things. But do we ever talk about that? No. In the tabloids, all they care about is what she went and got at Whole Foods that day. It's like, why? But isn't that like
1: a problem with, like, that's more a problem with the tabloids than it is, like, the fact that someone is referenced to her as an actress? Yeah. Well, we all do
0: that in talking, in conversation, too. Yeah. When I Uh, reference hmm. someone, I'm going to say they are a partner at this law firm, or they are this at this, or they are the founder of this company. And it's like, there's more to them than just what they do for a living.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like to a certain extent, then it's, it's, it's probably most important to emphasize aside from the like, you know, screw dumb tabloids, but, but aside from that, which I think is a worthwhile cause. um, But if it's like maybe alongside with that is it's, it's less about, you know, simply like tearing it all down as much as it is about teaching people to have the maturity and understanding to under, to, to recognize that when someone is referenced as lawyer at law firm, as mother, as business owner, whatever actress, whatever it is that, that doesn't comprise who they are just in like, you know, we were actually just talking about your Instagram, right? You literally have your Instagram curated to describe one single aspect of your, you know, one quote unquote, right? Relatively one single aspect of your life. Right. And obviously that doesn't define everything who you you know, every exactly. everything that you are, but it's you know, but it's still like I think what I think that's the danger correct. is to assume you can't have any conversation because you might reference something. It's like, no, no, no. It's that we're having a conversation about the specific aspect of someone's life.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like when it's used as a definition, it's bad. When it's used as an explanation, it's okay. Yeah. And I think that's the key, is that we need to stop using titles and labels as definitions. Think about it. Everyone wants to define the relationship. <laughs> as soon as possible, because they want to know that that's their boyfriend and that they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That definition to them encompasses like, he is mine and he's not going anywhere. All you care about is the title, but do you actually like the person? Do you actually want to be with them? Do you like, think like that's a perfect example. Like it's like, so yeah, I, like I, that one. <laughs> I don't, I don't like being put into a box because there's a lot more to me than that one thing. And I want you to see all of me. And if you can't and you don't want to, then that's fine. But then don't talk about me.
1: Why, and- why do you Why do you add the, but don't talk about me? Like, why don't you just end the sentence, like, you know, four or five words earlier? I'm curious. Like, because I feel like we're getting back to like the, the, the I feel like that add and I think that that's where I was getting the personal side. I feel like those four or five words add the, like the personal side to it, where it's like, just, why don't you just add? end the sentence four words earlier or whatever, you know, however many words with the, you know, there. Yes. Cause because you're like, I don't think you're, I, I think it'd be one thing, right. If you were teaching someone to think and behave differently. Right. But when you're just exposed, you know, espousing the, the theory and the concept and the, you know, your perspective, um, you're, you're not actually changing how those people think and operate, right? You're not you're not helping them mature. You're just, you know, communicating a personal, um, you know, like emotional response to something or a, like a vendetta almost. And it's like, I don't feel like you need that to say what you're saying as or even more
0: powerfully. I think the reason I do that is because one, I don't, like, I don't care if people don't like me. I'll be no. honest. I don't know. I don't no. care if you don't like me, but have a reason. Why don't you like me? What did I do to you on a personal level? Have you I have done you curated
1: an Instagram and I don't like that.
0: Like, yeah. Or because <laughs> I dated this guy and like you liked him in fifth grade and you still don't like me 20 years later like, <laughs> Yeah. for yourself. Like, no, I don't think about you and I don't care. Have okay. a reason. I think the reason I say, but so don't talk about me is because You're using, if you're saying those things, you're using in a negative way. So if you're going to use it in a negative way, don't talk about me at all. Like if you're going to talk about me negatively or talk about me and then say my title and then like, but she's doing this. Mm -hmm. So how could she, like, you know, it's just, again, it's the negative connotation. If you're doing it in a positive way, by all means, please talk about me. Please celebrate me. But if you are not celebrating my accomplishments and what I'm doing and my contributions to society and the world and the people around me, you don't need to be talking about me at all. Because then you're only viewing me as whatever box you put me in, in your head. And I don't want to be in your head. I don't want to be in your orbit because then you're not seeing all of me.
1: Yeah. But that's what, that's what it gets back to the, like the, the conversation we were having about it being personal or not. Like, and, and like you say, you don't care. And then like the next sentence is like, you don't need to be talking about me. It's like, I thought you didn't care. Do you see? Like, I, I want to, cause I, I, I love this conversation this is amazing. Like, I want to understand it more. And cause I, w- when I hear those words and like, when I think like other people hear those words, I assume some of them, you know, dumb like me, right. Have that like responsive, like, well, wait a minute. Like you, you don't care, but like, keep my name out of your mouth. Like those, those feel like they kind of clash a little bit.
0: I think you don't need to be talking about people. If all you're going to talk about is like, if you're not going to talk about them in a way that is like, really encompassing all that they do and all that they are. And if you're yeah. not going to do that, then we don't need to be talking like. Of course, but like
1: those people are going us. to do it anyway. So like,
0: exactly. But there's one, it's
1: one thing to be educational, but it's another thing to, and like help your listeners and help your followers, like understand how to um, behave more maturely with the world and interact more maturely with the world. But it's like, that's separate from, I think that has to be separate from kind of a default, like, um, you know, keep your name out of my ma- yeah. Keep my name out of your mouth.
0: But it's just small people talk about other people. Small mind. One hundred percent.
1: One hundred percent. But like, wanna, are you when you so when you're talking about it?
0: But I don't want to be associated with those people that are only talking about me. As yeah,
1: but you're people. going to like you're not going to stop them, right? Small people are going to be small people.
0: I don't want to know about it, and I don't, I hope it doesn't get back to me. Yeah, like that's all I mean. Like, just don't. I don't want to know. Like, I just you know, it's just, it's frustrating because it just, it goes back to the idea of you are not willing to see me for all of me. You're only putting me in a box that makes you feel better about yourself. And if all I am serving a purpose is to make you feel better about yourself, I want nothing to do with you because I am willing to see you for who you are and help you get to where you want to go. But if you are not willing to do that, and you're only going to talk on me to serve a purpose in your life, that's going to better you, but you're going to bring me down with you. I want nothing to do with you. Of course. And
1: that's a perfectly natural and I think wise, mature response. So like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, from my perspective, um, like distance yourself from people who are not on your side of the fence. A hundred
0: percent. I don't want to be around people who aren't going to support me and celebrate me and help me get to where I want to go. Does that mean that I'm not going to listen to people who are going to criticize me and give me feedback? No, I need those people. I want those people. I want the feedback. But if you are going to do it in a way that is unproductive, don't bother.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I think that makes perfect sense. Totally. Um, and I think that's the sort of thing that's helpful for people to understand when they then go back and are interacting with their friends and their relationships, right? To be like to think about how they are communicating and the type of communication that is, you know, happening and where it's coming from. So um, so I love that. I love that. A lot.
0: Like I think, like yeah. Do I? Don't get me wrong. Do I wish I didn't care at all? Absolutely. But we are humans, and humans inherently care. We. I'm not a sociopath. I have emotions. Um. You know. I, I can't turn them off.
1: Yeah. Well, I. I think that's part of the journey piece too. Is like getting better at um, siloing things and like you know once you let, take something little and it doesn't bother you, my, then you can kind of upgrade is- it.
0: I've tried to do those things. I've tried to compartmentalize, but then I disassociated. So I can't yeah. be the person who does that because I will disassociate. Yeah. Well, and, and I, it I know it's mind.
1: also very difficult when you are strongly empathetic, right? Because those emotions like impact it's you subconsciously, right? even without you.
0: Yeah, it's being an energy for them. Answer. When you yeah. are talking negatively about me, you are—it's we call it in Spanish "mal ojo." You're putting bad energy on us. And karma's a bitch. So if you're not going to say something nice, don't say anything at all. Keep my name out of your mouth because it ends up hurting both of us in the long run. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's, that's what I mean by that. It's like, I, I, I wish I didn't care, but I am too empathetic and too human to care.
1: Yeah. And- no. So I think, I think, you know, cause one of the sentences that you said is that I don't care, but I think what you meant was, and, and what I'm hearing um, is that you won't, even though you do care, aka, please keep your, you know, my name out of your mouth. Please, you know, it's important for me to understand, as in yourself and you know, whoever my supporters are, that I'm not gonna let that. That's not going to get in the way of me continuing to progress and no. move forward. No. So no. I think I think that's what you're going for.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think. Whatever people say about me, good, bad, ugly, negative, positive, whatever, it's not going to stop me from getting where I want to go. You know, I don't agree with the sticks and stones won't break break my bones, but words won't ever hurt me. No, words hurt, but it's not (laughs) going to stop me from getting to where I want to go. It might make it more difficult. Sure. But it's not going to stop me. And, and that's where I mean, if I get to prove you wrong in the process, it's a victory for me. Yeah. Like, it's not going to stop me. I'm going to keep going. And there's always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel that I'm going to keep reaching for because that tunnel is never going to end. It's called life. Life is life is a journey. It's difficult. Yeah. And, you know, we started one way and we ended up in a completely different place in this conversation. And I, I thought we were going to talk more about Rella and stuff. <laughs> I mean, we're going on two hours at this point, so we probably shouldn't do that, um, at least not in this episode. But briefly, like to to say that so how I got that job and all of that is just DMing people. And like I said, like my passion is to help people and inspire people and make an impact on people. And the way to do that is by meeting people and connecting with people and building relationships with them. And networking is so, so important and it's something I'm really passionate about. And if you follow my platforms, you'll see me talk about it a lot on Instagram, on TikTok, on my podcast on my blog, you know, and that's how I got my job at Rella. That is how I have the job offers that I have, the opportunities that are waiting for me career-wise once I graduate all about who I know it's all because I was unafraid to send a DM or send an email or cold call someone and say, hi, I'm so-and-so. This is what I'm doing. I see that you're doing this. I'm really interested in that. I would love to learn more about how you're doing. Could we get coffee sometime? I'm available this day. Talk to you soon. And People are like, all right, sure. Like she laid it out for me. She gave me times. like, why not? And you talk to them and if they like you, they're gonna want to know more about you. And if they don't like you, oh well, but you made that connection and you never know if another opportunity comes and maybe like, oh, like I didn't like her for this position or maybe working with my company, but like she might be a good fit for them. Like I will introduce her to that person. And that is how you meet people. That is how you make connections. That is what's gonna get you where you want in life. And that is, again, making an impact on people's lives because you are connecting people to other people. And so, yeah, that's how I got my job at Rella. That is how I am doing everything that I'm doing. And again, it seems like it's all disconnected, but that common thread of wanting to help people and make an impact in people's lives and inspire them is still there. And I think the best way to do it is just by being yourself, showing up as who you really are unapologetically. and. You know, putting yourself out there and letting other people come to you and be like, damn, she has something that I want. How can I get that? And nine times out of 10, people are going to want to teach you how they got there because it's selfishly validating, but also it, at least for me, it fuels me. For other people, it might just be like paying it forward. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, I think, like with everything that i said like i would not be where i'm at today had i not gone through things that i've gone through like all of the hard conversations i was crying earlier like i think you know you have to go through like there's no shortcut in life like it my life hasn't been easy and i know my Instagram may look like it is it's not And I don't want people to think that it is, which is why I'm so open about it. But I like sharing the pretty side of me as well on Instagram, because that's what Instagram is for. It's a highlight reel. It's not meant to be real life. And one day I hope to have a platform where I can share the behind the scenes and the realities of my life. But with school, I just haven't had a chance to do that yet. Um, something I'm working on in the future, but I mean, yeah, I'm an open book. I want people to see that. I think like if you're going to put me any label on me, just like that, you know, I was willing to, you know, share everything in my life to help people understand that they can achieve whatever they want, that it wasn't for nothing, that it's everything happens for reason, that you'll get to where you want to go if you are willing to do the work, but also you just have to let life happen to you and go with the flow because you really just never know. Like I truly a year and a half ago, never thought that I would be where I'm at today. Um, 12 year old me probably didn't think I would even be alive anymore. Yeah. So who's to say what will happen tomorrow?
1: (laughs) Yes. Yep. No, I, uh, Every single, uh, every single episode, almost, nearly every single episode I do, I'm like, oh man, this is my favorite episode. So, um, definitely repeated that today. I would totally love to do a part two or something to talk about all the other things I didn't even get to, like my questions. I was I think like,
0: need to split this up into two parts, <laughs> probably. Two parts three. But yeah, no, I'm again, I'm an open book. Happy to come on anytime. If any of your listeners ever want to chat with me please come chat with me, send me a DM, email me, um, leave me a comment and let's, let's chat because I think, you know, there was a lot of heavy stuff here, but that's life. You know, it's not, and that's what I mean by don't be put anyone in a box because it's not all rainbows and sunshine. You can't just package it nicely and like ship it. Like, it's not going to work that way. Like life isn't, life isn't, you know, a box of chocolates. It's going to, be messy. It's supposed to be, that's what makes it life. And it makes it fun.
1: Yeah. Makes it interesting for sure. Um, I mean, okay. All right. So a couple of things that I want to say, one is thank you for, uh, for being so open, um, and thoughtful. I, I mean, I can tell that you're, you're thoughtful. Um, and I enjoy having conversations with people that are thoughtful. So thank you for that. Um, second is I hope you felt, um, I hope you felt listened to and understood a little bit, um, over the course of the conversation. Um, and then third is, um, I was, I was trying to think of how I would summarize the things that we've talked about and, uh, relative to you. And I was trying to, it's not very perfectly well formulated, but I was trying to think of something along the lines of. Like if I was going to describe you, not using major labels, but maybe descriptions that come to mind, is I would be something along the lines of a a, a badass who has been kicked around um, in life, um, but who is finding her um, her beauty and peace, something along those lines, um, and. So that's, those are the things that I I felt and heard when we were, as we were chatting. And I'm certainly excited to, uh, to see, to see where all that goes and where you go. So
0: thank you. I think, well, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I, I am an open book. I don't know how to be any other way. So thank you for allowing me to, to be that way. And, um, you know, it's always interesting to share my story with different people because it always ends up coming out in a different way. Um, So you're listening to my story here and you've listened to it on a different podcast or on my own. Like, you know, the story itself doesn't change, but how it's um, written, I guess, or how it comes out does. How
1: it's emotionally interacted with.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like this one was a very interactive conversation where it's just, others might just be me sharing my story but um it's nice to to be able to have those conversations and share my story in an interactive way and just you know i hope that you know i've made an impact on you i've in, i've taught you a few things you've taught me a few things and that's the beauty of having these conversations and i think you know again i i'm grateful for you for having me on to be able to share my story and i hope that it helped whoever was listening in any way um and it's funny that you say those Those things to describe me because words that have always been used to describe me are resilient, which at this point I'm kind of starting to hate because it's like I don't want to be resilient anymore. I just want to, you know, thrive. Yeah, I want to be thriving, but courageous. Courage has always been a word that has been used to describe me, and when the first time it was used, I was 17, and I was like, "What? Like, no, I have no courage. Like, what do you mean? I don't know shit about it." But now I look back, and it's like yeah, like I've, I've never stepped, I've never backed away from a fight. I've never backed away from a challenge. And because of that, I'm still here. And yeah, I've been beaten around a few times. And I think a lot of it was of my own doing because I was in such a dark place. I allowed those things to happen, but I'm grateful that I was courageous enough to crawl out of that hole and, you know, make, make change for myself and using those lessons that I've learned to help others. And that's my common, you know, my, my common thread. And so it's funny that you use that to describe me. And I, I'm, I thank you for that. Cause it's, it's, you know, I, I, <laughs> I can live with that, but also just like, um, it feels good to know that other people see what I'm doing and like, understand where I'm coming from, because that's all I need. It's like, if you are just gonna put a label on someone, you're not seeing through it and you're not understanding why you're just using the label to like put a pretty label on it and just like close the box and move on. It's like, no, there's a lot more to talk about here. There's a lot more conversations we could have and like, we should have those conversations. Um, So yeah, thank you again so much for having me. Like I said, um, anyone who wants to chat with me, please by all means do. Um, I don't know when this will go live, but I will be studying for the bar exam in the next <laughs> month and a half for throughout the summer. So if I'm not super responsive, that's why, but I promise I'll get back to you when I can.
1: Awesome. I love it. Thank you, uh, everybody. We will catch you, uh, catch you next time.